Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues. We've got 25 more minutes here of this program here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman. The announcer just told you that. Fred Jackson with me. Good morning, Fred. Good morning again. And now, Brother Jim. Hi. Brother Steve. Am I, am I Jim now? <laughs> I just renamed you. You identify as Jim, don't you? I do. You can call me I was, I, was, I was thinking about somebody else named Jim for a reason, Steve, when I was looking at you and misspoke. It's okay. As long as you pay me, you can call me anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner, right? Well, that, too. Uh, that too. You ever heard that one? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, well, let me, Steve. Can I just, I, in passing, uh, before we get to our first story, yeah. I know you guys talked about Bob Dole. At the beginning, I saw I walked across the street, saw our flag at half mast, and it reminded me uh, we're losing the greatest generation qu- so quickly. Uh, the people the that fought and and protected. Well, they're in their nineties now, they and they are passing. You and, know, and so my uh, adm- my encouragement to our listeners is: that if you know someone like that, sit down and talk to them. It is amazing the yeah. stories. A lot of them won't be too forthcoming about the the bad details but it, it it's just amazing stories and amazing character these people and we're losing them so fast it just no we 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 basically won uh the allied forces did but the united states was the main uh, one of the main players in that uh uh along with the canadians and 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 others but uh with with 18 to 23 year olds yeah yeah basically <laughs> i'm talking about during the during World War II, the original anti fascists. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I read, uh, I, and I would recommend to anybody. Uh, I read this book twenty years ago or so, uh, but I remember it because it made an impression on me. Uh, it, the title of the book was "The Greatest Generation." Yes, and the author was Tom Brokaw. That's right. Yes, That's former right. NBC News guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he's liberal or whatever. Most of them are, but he wrote a excellent book. It yeah. was very, uh, in fact, it ought to be required reading for every teenager in America to read about what the uh, what the greatest generation did during World War II. Uh, it was the sacrifices that were made. The character that came out uh, of our nation was just something to. Thank God for. But I think that character was driven by the pride that was instilled in that generation and in this country. Yeah, they loved they loved their country. Yeah. And they loved freedom, yeah. freedom, which is why they yeah. were willing to fight for it on a foreign land. Yeah. Not for nothing. L- lands, yeah. It was also before we decided to kick God out of public uh, public square. Yeah. Oh, so. you basically had a country made up of people of Christian character. Yep. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, I every basically. every year or so I try to I go back and watch one of the greatest movies I think it was ever made, Saving Private Ryan, mm. just to remind myself about what that was about. And then also uh, the series Band of Brothers. Have you guys seen that? I don't remember. It's HBO. I've or, heard of it, but I'm oh, not. Oh, it's not. it's so good. It follows the hundred first Airborne uh, through D Day all the way up to um, the end of the war. Now the uh, one of their own. Of the band of brothers just passed away yesterday. Did he? I didn't hear that. I, I saw that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I think the last living one could be. Could be. Yeah. I know the the 
main person was Dick Winters, who's uh, their sergeant and everything. But and he passed away a while a while back. But hey, Fred, real quick, we got a uh, service we want our listeners to be aware of that's free. Yeah, in the day and age when most of the mainstream media, I like to say, are nothing more than lapdogs for the far left. <laughs> uh, I am so glad that American Family News is there, and that's our website, afn.net, afn.net. You can go to that website. But we also offer a daily briefing, an email. It's delivered to your email. If you'll go to afa.net, go up to the far right-hand corner, you see a little button there that says, Subscribe. You press that button, you just fill out your, your name, your email, and we will, just once a day, send you uh, an email with the top stories of the day from American Family News. And I tell you, that's worth getting Monday today. through Friday? Monday through Friday. You okay, get, so. We're talking this, five emails a week. That's it. Not gonna you get five it. emails a week. They come in the middle, middle of the afternoon? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you get the morning news, too. So they're, they're, if you want your news in a in a condensed fashion, uh, Fred and his team will send you an email once a day, Monday through Friday. We don't sell your email. We don't give it away. We don't abuse. Uh, we don't abuse this. People say, I want to sign up, subscribe for the once a day, Monday through Friday news briefing. They can go to AFA, AFN right now. AFN.net. Go to AFN.net, 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 and just hit the subscribe button. And what do you do then? Just give your email? Yep. You just fill it out. It's your first name, your last okay. name, your email, a zip code, and away you go. Yeah. I know I've got a lot of compliments from people who subscribe, and they say, you know what? I don't want to have to go search all over the internet for news, but I do want to be kept up with what's going on from mm -hmm. a Christian perspective. And, I, and so I appreciate what you guys do there at American Family News. So go subscribe, folks. Yeah. AFN.net, AFN.net. Again, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, an afternoon, we'll send you the news in a packaged form, brief, and you can uh, access it on your email. All right, Steve. CNN lost its main anchor, its most popular personality over the weekend. Uh, Chris Cuomo, brother to Governor... Um, uh, former. Former Governor... Oh. Um, Anthony. Andrew. Andrew, man. Andrew Cuomo. Anyway, uh, and that's key to this <laughs> key to this story because Chris Cuomo had been suspended last week indefinitely because it, it was found out that he was helping his brother, Andrew Cuomo, guide his way through all of Andrew's sexual harassment claims. Um, and claims against him. Against Andrew Cuomo. Something came out over the... Hired an independent firm. Something came out over the weekend... Uh, it either was more indications of Chris Cuomo's sexual uh, 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 accusations or um, information that not only was he helping his brother, but he was digging up dirt on these women. Yeah, he, they fired him. CNN fired him. Chris Cuomo, which yeah. is their number one show. Uh, and that that's not saying a lot at CNN. Their numbers are way down in terms of their viewership. They're, not, they're half of what... I don't even know if they're half of what Fox News is. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so CNN has been – their credibility is being, has been shot. Yeah. Uh, I w we were talking about this, Fred. By the way, we don't know who's going to replace uh, – who's going to be the person that replaces the Chris Cuomo hour uh, on CNN. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to watch it. But uh, it, 
But I, here's, here's to me, if I could give them advice, where CNN could make a niche where they could come back as a, uh, uh, okay, here's what I mean. I know I didn't finish that sentence, <laughs> but I think by telling you what I'm about to tell you, it finishes that sentence in another way. They just need to do news. Yes. They need to do news international. Yep. National and international news and do on-site. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how CNN basically built their credibility in the world. Mm-hmm. When 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 a little girl is in a well and they're trying to get her out, yep. CNN is there. When you have a uh, tsunami hit uh, Japan, Japan yeah. CNN is there. Yeah, and that's what we had looked for, right? Those kinds of stories. Yes, they covered politics and government, but but it wasn't all one sided. They used my dad, Don Wildman, he appeared on CNN many, many times on shows like Crossfire, if you remember yeah. from the eighties. Yeah. Um Crossfire. Uh CNN uh prided itself for a long time on offering both sides of the issues yeah. and both sides of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. They got they got uh TDS, right? It uh, certainly, certainly went. It went nuclear during TBS the, got during TDS. The, you like yeah. what it did there? <laughs> Even though that's not technically yeah. TBS uh, Turner Broadcasting, but okay. Trump derangement syndrome yeah. was a virus that spread like COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when Donald Trump got elected, and CNN decided, you know what? Uh, we're not going to do news coverage anymore. Hardly. We're going to go full board. Yeah. Against Trump and try to attract the people who hate Trump to watch our network. Yeah. And they made a big mistake. Ted Turner was brilliant when he started CNN. Yes. He the got mouth a bun- of the he, South. He got a bunch of uh, TV affiliates from all over the country. Throw us your video. Yeah. And, and we'll send it back to you. Right. And, you know, we'll become your news channel at night. Right. So it, it was brilliant. Yeah. It really was. Our, and, yeah. and then what yeah. happened was, I think, wokeness took over the journalistic yeah. philosophy at CNN. Jim Acosta? To get him to be your White House guy? I know. I know. Huh? And so, I don't, they just... But they here's just, what I don't understand, yeah. Tim. Fox is making gobs of money. Right. They're right. winning the ratings. And Newsmax doing okay, too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Ratings yeah, drive is. revenue. Right. All right? And right. That, sure. that business. Yeah. So why would you put a product on the air that people irritates people? CNN is doing this. It drives your sponsors away yeah. because the sponsors will pay far less because your ratings are way right. down. Right. I don't understand why you want to run a business that it's is... It's like you're on a kamikaze mission. You're, you're driving your business in the yeah. ground. Yeah. That's why I think they should take this opportunity mm-hmm. if they would listen to me. They should listen and, to me. And, you know, my consulting fee is, I don't know. Low, low enough. It's low enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they listen to me and go back to doing news instead of doing uh, progressive propaganda and bash Trump every day all day and talk about January sixth till the end of time, then uh, they could. Rec- I think they would Rec- develop yeah. a niche at least for that hour if they would just cover the news and not do. I got to tell you, I was glued to CNN during the first Gulf War. Uh, now, I know they embedded reporters even during Vietnam and everything, but this is the first time that I can recall that I think we saw live warfare as it happened. 
CNN was there, yeah. and they broadcast that. And I mean, it was the most yeah. fascinating thing I'd ever seen. And I think they had... I don't know if Fox was even on the yeah. air at that point, but they had such a huge amount of viewers. You know, a lot of their shows now, I don't know about a lot, but they're under a million people. Yeah. You're talking about some a network with that's the 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 brand name is is universal and certainly is household in America and you got and you're under a million people in a country of 330 million people yeah and you're not even in uh this box is just beating them like a drum yeah so i don't know they're going to they got rid of chris cuomo he was their most watched show what did he have one 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 million I, something I, like yeah. that on an on an average night, something like that. But uh, he's out. He's done. I don't know what they're going to do to uh, replace him. Next story. All right, uh, this one came as, as utter shock to me. Um, are you familiar with the term revenge porn? Yes. That's when somebody, an ex boyfriend or or such, Gets we a got hold children of, in the audience, so be careful. Right, gets a hold of pictures, um, let's say inappropriate pictures, and uh, and and puts posts them on the internet to shame or to get back at at a per- someone. Uh, well, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Meta, his company now, is very concerned about revenge pornography, and so he has started. He has actually linked with a um, a, a company. Called Stop NCII, uh, which is uh, uh, revenge. It it's focuses on revenge porn. But what he wants you to do: send me all your inappropriate pictures, and wildly inappropriate pictures. Send them to Mark Zuckerberg or to this company, and they will make an imprint of that. Uh, put a digital f- number on that, and whenever that picture shows up anywhere on the internet, they can they can kill it. But you're sending your inappropriate pictures to Mark Zuckerberg. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I think there are federal laws <laughs> against it, number one. Well, that's true. There are federal laws that. against this. I, I, When you told us this on the story meeting this morning, I was just shaking my head. I, I just can't believe on any measure why anybody would do this. Why this kind of idea? I mean, this is all I can say to people, don't do it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, this is crazy. It really is. Now, what they say, and I'll just, just for fairness, people select the material on the devices and they um, send them to uh, this address. Actually, they say that it is trans, uh, can, transpired into a what they call hash, which is the unique number. And it doesn't get any, they say it doesn't get any farther than your, your browser is where it, it is transformed and, and, Mark doesn't have any access to it, but I, I'm not sure. It's still, that still to me looks, sounds yeah. creepy. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> sometimes pro-abortion people just can't help but tell the truth because it's becoming so obvious what's going on in an abortion. I want to read you a little bit. Uh, this is a, uh, a pro-abortion person at the, uh, was writing an editorial in the New York Times. Uh, reacting to these uh, uh, Supreme Court arguments that happened last week with the Mississippi abortion case, which really seemed to go, I don't know, you can't really tell based on the questions that the justices act, ask, but it seemed to go pretty well in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade, which is driving the left apoplectic. 
Well, this pro-abortion Democrat strategist, her name is Elizabeth Spires, wrote in the New York Times that, and she was saying that because someone mentioned in the in the Supreme Court arguments that what about adoption? You know that that would solve a lot of problems. The mom wouldn't have if she didn't want the baby, wouldn't have a life. You know that burden on her. Uh, well, she, she says uh, this. Um, Elizabeth Spires writes that there's a trauma that happens during even to abort uh, uh, to uh, adopted people, no matter at what age they are adopted, because she says they have a term for what children who are adopted, even as infants, may suffer later from. It's called relinquishment trauma, and the premise here is that, and this is the word she uses, babies bond with their mothers in utero and become familiar with their behaviors. Then when their first caretaker is not their biological mother, they register the difference and the stress of it has lasting effects. A pro-abortion person trying to justify abortion over over adoption by saying that the babies in utero bond with their mothers. I just, it, it just is astounding that they would say that out loud. Well, the person was making a good argument against abortion. He was. Uh, whether the person realized it or not. But, uh, you know, it goes something, Tim, that you've said a number of times and other people say, liberalism is a sickness. Mm-hmm. And they can't even recognize when they're contradicting their own cause because they're so far left. Yeah. And they also, I think, anticipate that their fellows in the liberal media are not going to hold them accountable when they make ridiculous statements like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't heard, I haven't seen any pushback, although it's just out today. Um, <laughs> just astounding what happens. Well, I hope the pro-life community yeah. reacts to it. Well, we're going to get reaction to it. Absolutely. I'm going to be talking to somebody. We'll hear about that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are upset with uh, Pope Francis. We've talked about this. This is the ongoing, uh, he's very liberal pope. A lot of Catholics even say, we're not on board with what this guy says. We've got a problem with it. But certainly people outside of the conservative people, outside of the, um, the Catholic faith, uh, have a problem. And I, <laughs> this, you're going to hear something in Italian. I'm not even, I don't think I'm going to tell you what they say until after this clip. It's a very short clip. It's in Italian, and I think you'll get the gist of it. This was a Greek Orthodox priest or cleric. The uh, Pope was getting from his Pope mobile, from his limousine, into a Greek Orthodox church, going to do some, you know, work. Pope things. You know, woke things, I guess, inside Pope the things. church. I said Pope things. Pope things. Maybe <laughs> woke. It could be woke. Because he is woke. That's He's a woke Pope. Well, this Greek Orthodox priest was having none of it. I want you to hear what he shouted mm. from about 10, 15 yards away at the Pope when he was entering the uh, this this place. And this is cut 10. Papa, 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 Papa il heretico. Uh, Pope, you're a heretic. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I. But he's a he's a Greek Orthodox, right? Yep. Yeah. They separated from the Catholic Church. Well, don't many, they believe many years ago? So what? Uh, I'm just saying. Why would it, why would why would he care what the Pope says? Well, uh, a Pope has sway. I I think this occurred in Italy, did it not? I th- yes. I don't so this is a Greek Orthodox was... man oh, speaking Athens, in Athens, Italian Athens. in Athens. In Athens. Athens. Okay. Called him an or- called him a heretic. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's a lot of Catholics that aren't happy with this, as you said, Steve. With yeah. this Pope, this Pope is. Uh, 
anyway, just this, I just want people to know we as a Protestant Christian network will keep you abreast of how Greek Orthodox priests feel about <laughs> the Pope of, in Athens, Greece. It's so one we're of our on things. To, we're on top of that story. <laughs> we got Breaking it. news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, do you? Uh, there was a debate between uh, back in the election. Do you time. want to work for Kamala Harris, Steve? <laughs> I don't. You want to do that? Instead? I want to do that. There story. are at least four job I've openings. Wait, I've been waiting to get to that story. I want to talk about well the the job openings at Kamala Harris's yeah, office. Two very high profile people have left Kamala, Kamala Harris's entourage. They work for her, Simone Sanders, uh, who is the chief spokesperson and communication. Simone left. Simone left. Director Ashley ATN. Ashley's gone? Ashley and Simone are both gone. As of when? As of uh, this past week and a half. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and they are saying, of course, the the campaign, the uh, Kamal's staff is saying office. Is Who's saying, left? Whoever's left whoever's in the left office is saying, is this saying is that the other was long, left because of why, Steve? Long, there was a long-planned retirements and everything, but there's the a The pandemic, lot of, probably, if you ask, yeah, uh, if you ask Jen be. Psaki today, she'll say they left because of the pandemic. A lot of... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty it's funny. True. It's uh, true. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, little Red Lying Hood, someone had called her. I know. I heard that. <laughs> um, but they're talking about a horrific work environment at uh, in the uh, Kamala Harris uh, um, place of work. Though evidently she has a reputation that even precedes her time as vice president here. She's yeah. she's very, very for. hard to work for. And they said that she attacks her staff mm-hmm. like tries to destroy their soul is yeah. one of the, one of the ways it was expressed. Uh, so she's having a hard time keeping people and, and you know, her approval numbers uh, among the American public are less than Biden's. Oh, way yeah. less. Yeah. She so, was uh, as low as 28% a couple uh, a month or two ago. A little report card since she became vice president. She's done nothing. No, <laughs> nothing. Well, she doesn't know how to, she doesn't know how, I mean, she was put in charge of the border. Can you imagine? Joe yeah. Biden put that her. Was a, that was a joke, and, bad joke. Char- and she goes down to uh, what was it, she, El Paso? Yeah, she stopped at the airport in El Paso and did a press conference so she could. They would get off her back about have you ever been to the border? Yes. So she, uh, no, listen, Kamala Harris. There's a reason she was dead last in the Democrat primary. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, yeah. She had to drop out of the Democrat primary mm-hmm. because her polling numbers. We're at 3%. She, yeah. This is among Democrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was, she's not popular among Democrats. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, Jen Psaki, the uh, vice the president spokesperson, who will just lie as soon as look at you. I mean, that's be, huh? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I telling you something you don't know? Nope. She, and now listen, I've said before, press secretaries for presidents are, they, they are professional spinmeisters. Yeah, they have doesn't, to be. doesn't matter whether they're a Republican or Democrat, but this woman has taken it to a whole new level of just lying, mm-hmm. okay? She she said the other day that the reason Vice President Kamala Harris's numbers are so low is because she's a woman of color. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, that's not true, Jen Psaki. <laughs> How do I know this? Because she was polling 3% in the Democrat primary, and and these are liberals 
who knew she was a woman of color and didn't want her anyway because she's a bad politician. Yep. And and she's terrible. On the, well, they didn't, the Democrats would have agreed with her on the issues, but she's a terrible politician and evidently not a very good out, person to work for either. Out of her depth. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll check in with what Peter Ducey asked uh, <laughs> Jen Psaki today, and we'll be back tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.